You're listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington, D.C. office. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Beltway Beef. This is Ashley, and today I'm joined by Chase DeCoyt. And Chase is one of the newest members of the NCBA policy team, and he's the Director of Animal Health and Food Safety Policy. Chase, we're excited to have you on the podcast today. Thanks, Ashley. Happy to be here. Well, Chase, can you just start by telling us a little bit about your background and how you came to work at NCBA? Yeah, happy to. You know, like you mentioned, uh, one of the newest members to NCBA's government affairs team, but not new to uh, NCBA at all. In fact, I've been uh, with NCBA for the last seven years, just in a different role, working on the Beef Quality Assurance Program. And so excited to take the knowledge I've gained from working on the Beef Quality Assurance Program, being uh, an employee of NCBA, and transfer that over to our government affairs team here in Washington, D.C., uh, and, and take the knowledge and the background that I have into to this new role working on on animal health and food safety uh, policy issues. That being said, you know I've I've got a, a background uh, here with NCBA. Started out actually as an NCBA policy intern here in Washington D.C. in 2013, and have since uh, kind of grown um, organically within uh, the organization. Originally, uh, I'm from California, uh, went to undergrad at UC Davis, where I was a student herd manager uh, at their feedlot. So uh, got some awesome experience there and, and was really able to find my passion for the beef industry uh, as an undergraduate animal science student there. And then finished up uh, my collegiate career going to grad school at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, where I looked at uh, consumer and producer motivations for participation in animal welfare programs. Uh, particularly within the beef industry and and what those uh, desires were and what those consumer uh, concerns were. So able to translate all that into into what I have today, but uh, it's always been a joy working with cattle producers and our NCBA members. Looking forward to applying all that I've learned uh, and, and all that experience in my role with BQA to what I'm doing now. Well, Chase, we all know from working with you that you just have a wealth of knowledge on a variety of different issues because of the background that you have in the industry and in working in many different parts of the beef industry. But primarily through this role, you're going to be focusing on animal health and food safety policy. So can you just dive into the specific parts of your portfolio that you're working on right now? Yeah, happy to. You know, it's a it's a pretty uh, wide variety, and a lot of these issues um, have renewed or 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 even new focus on them, right? So I'll be uh, working on on some of the animal health issues alongside our, our chief veterinarian, Dr. Kathy Simmons. So looking forward to collaborating and working with her on a whole host of cattle health issues and and that realm uh, that we deal with each and every day here in Washington D.C. Beyond that, though, excited to um, uh, own the the animal welfare portfolio and uh, particularly excited for uh, the work that I'll be doing on animal disease traceability. Um, You know, NCBA over the last uh, couple of years has adopted supportive policy for animal disease traceability and particularly uh, with working with U.S. Cattle Trace. Um, It's definitely uh, been a hot topic within our industry over the last several years. Excited to uh, take that issue, see what we can do to provide 
provide uh, solutions for our producers and and really uh, develop uh, a program that's generated by our producers and best serves our industry. So can you talk a little bit to how you go about addressing these issues with members of Congress and the administration? Sometimes these issues aren't the easiest to talk about or explain, especially if you're not on the farm day to day. So can you just walk us through that? Yeah, you know, our our folks here in Washington, D.C., particularly our our staffers on uh, Capitol Hill, They've got such a wide range of issues. They're not necessarily an expert in in one given thing, but we're here to serve as a real good knowledge source for them when they have questions on the cattle industry or when these issues are raised about animal welfare, uh, cattle health, uh, food safety, for example. Uh, we're here to be a resource for them to to give a phone call so that we can help them uh, find the real answers and get to the bottom of things. You know. I, I'm looking forward to, to being a real advocate for our producers, protecting uh, their freedom to operate and make the best decisions for uh, their cattle and their and their businesses and, and their families, really, because uh, it is a livelihood. So really excited to uh, engage with those folks, both on Capitol Hill and within uh, our agencies, just to to talk about the responsibility that our uh, cattle producers take each and every day and the right decisions they make uh, for their cattle and their families. Uh, like I said, it's we have a long history of doing the right thing in the cattle industry. We have a lot of great examples of how our producers each and every day raise their cattle responsibly um, and how they are committed to the well-being and health of their cattle. And so uh, look forward to sharing those stories uh, and, and those real-world examples uh, with the folks here in Washington, D.C. So I just want to dive into a little bit more. You talked about how cattle and beef producers around the U.S. have a long history of doing the right thing. Um, And you want to make sure that they have the freedom to operate, the freedom to make the best choices for their business and their family. But I think one thing that we ultimately know is that those best choices ultimately come down to how are they going to produce the safest and most abundant food supply to contribute to that steady food supply chain. And so can we just talk a little bit more about how all of the things that we've heard about in D.C., like a steady food supply chain, food safety, combine into your portfolio and how you would specifically share that message um, to someone on the Hill? Yeah, you know, there's there's a real big buzzword here in Washington, D.C., but all across the country, and that's sustainability, right? We all know that sustainability is more than just environmental sustainability, and, and wrapped within that topic is an opportunity for us to share a really excellent story about how we, uh, as a part of those sustainability efforts, have uh, the most robust beef production system in the world here in the United States, not only the most sustainable for the environment, but we uh, are proud to say that we are stewards of the cattle. We have our practices that are wrapped uh, in our beef quality assurance program are recognized around the world as leading best practices when it comes to animal uh, health and welfare for our cattle. And so we're really proud of uh, the systems that we've created uh, here in the United States that really showcase uh, how cattle should be raised. Um, it's it's an awesome industry to work for, particularly within agriculture, because we're the only uh, agricultural commodity that's raised in all 50 states in all the different regions and climates. And that's something that each and every one of our uh, congressmen and women can recognize because they will have constituents uh, that, that 
that have cattle in their districts. And so that's important to go to them and, and talk to them about these issues. You know, I would say I'm looking forward to our folks uh, here in Washington, D.C., both on Capitol Hill and within the agencies uh, to hopefully recognize uh, our cattlemen and women as the true animal health and welfare experts that they are, um, because, uh, you know, there's plenty of, of our detractors out there that like to position themselves as as you know, being compassionate and caring for livestock, but who really could speak to that better than the caretakers that uh, live and breathe that each and every day? You know, they wake up, they feed and care for their animals. They have their eye on them. They they care for them in, in the dead of winter, uh, in, in the middle of the night, early in the morning. Each and every day they wake up and their first priority is their cattle. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to highlighting them, showcasing them, and talking about how their commitment to those uh, best practices in raising cattle for their health and for their welfare leads to an abundant and safe food supply, right? So um, we know that the beef quality assurance program that is, you know, what we consider industry standard, leading industry standard, and so many of our cattle producers do each and every day, um, will be at the forefront of those conversations. I look forward to bringing that, that program to light and showcasing it. Um, you know, in, in my time uh, with NCBA and, and working with our producers, my time with the Beef Quality Assurance Program, I've had the, uh, the pleasure of engaging with producers across the country, um, exemplary producers, really. And, and what I've learned is that those folks aren't the exception. Those folks are, are truly representative of our entire industry. And so uh, we've got a lot to be proud of. We've got a lot of work to do, right? We have a lot of questions around how we raise cattle. We've got a lot of questions about uh, the care that we have, but we have the best story uh, and we have a great background to share. And that's something we've talked about a lot on the podcast is that the cattle industry has a really great story to share, uh, whether it's how we take care of the cattle or how we take care of the land. All in all, um, cattle producers should be proud of the story that they have to tell. And certainly the Biden administration has welcomed us to the table to be part of those conversations. And that's something that NCBA has said time and time again, that we've taken them up on that offer to be at the table, to be making decisions, to be representing the cattle and beef industry when important decisions are being made in D.C. And certainly in your issue portfolio, you're going to pull up that chair at the table and, and be involved in those conversations. But can we just talk real quickly about some potential wins that we could have with this administration or, or with uh, this Congress moving forward? Yeah, you know, I, I think sometimes our wins uh, don't always feel like wins, right? What they are are the opportunity to protect that freedom to raise our cattle the best way we know how, uh, the best that is best for the cattle uh, and best for uh, our families and our businesses. Um, because ultimately, those that that know that process uh, so closely and live it each and every day know that. And so some of those wins might not uh, always feel like we, we've scored a point, right? But in preventing the other team from scoring a point, uh, we've, we've done just that in one. You know, like you mentioned, we're not going to close the door on anybody who wants to have an honest and, and real conversation uh, about 
what the cattle industry contributes to a healthy, abundant food supply. Um, and so when folks come to us and, and want that that knowledge, uh, we're happy to provide it with them. I think, you know, in my issue set, uh, particularly when you're talking about animal welfare, when you're talking about food safety, so many times those questions are raised uh, from folks that aren't always familiar with our industry. So look forward to having the opportunity to talk to those folks. Look forward to highlighting uh, what our producers do each and every day and answer those questions uh you know it, it might be naive but but i do uh think that that folks are are understanding that agriculture and the cattle industry does have a benefit not only uh to the cattle and the land but also our rural communities and 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 all of our our lawmakers uh want to uh show their commitment to uh, helping our, our rural economies, our rural families, uh, and and also our farm families. So um, hope to uh, be able to work with those folks uh, and, and really uh, can't say it enough, but just share that story because there are so many uh, great examples out there within our industry. Uh, but those examples are not just based in, uh, you know, uh, anecdote. Those those examples are not just stories. The practices that those people implement each and every day are based in sound science. Uh, they're based in uh, great research that's done at our land-grant universities, so much of which has been funded by uh, our government. And so highlighting those stories around the intersection of how, uh, you know, our, our own USDA, our own uh, funding and, and institutions that have been supported through uh, our land-grant universities have developed agriculture to today. And, and that's truly what has made the United States uh, a leader in, in beef cattle production and agricultural production overall. Well, thanks, Chase. We really appreciate you being on the podcast today and talking about the things that you're going to be working on right here in D.C. on behalf of cattle and beef producers. We look forward to having you back soon. Yeah, look forward to joining you again. This has been another episode of Beltway Beef. Don't forget to check us out online at policy.ncba.org or catch the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, including SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.